Word for You is presented by Grace Point Church in Lakewood, Ohio. We are located at the intersection of Warren and Alger and welcome you to visit us in person or online at gracepointlakewood.com. That's G-R-A-C-E-P-O-I-N-T-E-L-A-K-E-W-O-O-D.com. Listen to podcasts of sermons from our pastor, Mike Bartolone, and various guest pastors. You will see that grace is always the point, and you are always welcome. thing I'm going to share with you is out of all my study that I didn't I want to go to one scripture before I start my sermon let's go to Romans chapter 15 New King James I'll be using two Bibles today I'll be using the New King James and the Amplified can you believe the Amplified can get this small in this little small little container here Most people who have an Amplified Bible, it's quite large. But this is a full Amplified Bible in this little little container. Romans 15, verse 13. Let's start in verse 13. This was, I didn't put this on the sheet, John. But it says, now may the God of hope. I like a God of hope. How about you? Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 14, now I myself, verse, this is Paul writing this, now I myself am confident concerning you, my brothers and sisters, that you also are full of goodness, filled with knowledge, able also at also to admonish one another. I love that. I mean, we all need to be encouraged. I mean, if there's anything prophetic about the new covenant, it's encouragement, edification, and comfort, those three things. And that's being prophetic in the new covenant. Nevertheless, verse 15, brethren, I have written more boldly to you on some points as reminding you because of the grace given to me by God. I like that. The grace given to me by God that I might be a minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering of the Gentiles might be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I have reason to glory in Christ Jesus in in the things which pertain to God. For I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not accomplished through me in word and deed to make the Gentiles obedient. Verse 19 is my favorite. In mighty signs and wonders and by the power of the Spirit of God so that from Jerusalem and around about I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. Do you ever wonder where, how many ever driven in the southern states of America? They have a lot of roundabouts. That's where they got it right here from this scripture. Roundabout. It's right there. It's written roundabout. And so I have made it my aim to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, lest I should build on another man's foundation, but as it is written, to whom he has not announced They shall see, and those who have not heard, they shall understand. Amen? Well, I want to start my sermon. My sermon is entitled, Releasing Heaven from Within Us. I mean, if Jesus is in you, heaven's in you. And Christ is living within each of us. Amen? So we have to find out how to get it out, how to release it, release all that we have. It's all in there. It's prego. It's all there. But we have to find a way to get it out. And I'm not saying heaven is not up. I'm saying, to to me, in the kingdom, it's not either or anymore. It's both and. I'm not in divisions. I'm not dividing. Because if it's either or, you have to divide your allegiance somewhere. But if it's both and, everybody's included. 
so we don't have to fight about who's right and who's wrong. Amen? Because we all, we all could have different, differing opinions and thoughts, yet we could still be in unity and still be in love because we're provoking one another to have the same mind. Amen? But I used, I, this years ago, when I was first saved, they always said you should always read The Pursuit of God by A.W. Tozer once, once a year. That was the book to read. I don't know if you've ever heard that or had that said to you. But since I really found the revelation of grace, I've chosen to, follow, to read this book once a year. And I have literally destroyed probably five of these books from just reading and studying and writing in this book. The name of this book is When the Partial Gospel Has Worn You Out. And it's, the big title is The Rest of the Gospel. And rest is important. The Rest of the Gospel by Dan Stone and David Gregory. Dan is currently in heaven. He's, uh, he's, he's beyond the veil. He's in the cloud of witnesses already. Amen? How many all of us are going to be in the cloud of witnesses sometimes? Someday, amen? It's not today. But there's a chapter in this book called The Line. The Line. Living Above the Line. Here it is, chapter, page 27. If you look at this book, there's not a marking anywhere. Not even my name is in it. No. Good try, Tammy. Very good try. Well, tonight, tomorrow, <laughs> I will start writing in it and studying it. So if you would like to buy it, you can get it on Amazon. I don't know the price of it anymore because it's been so long since I've bought one. Is it eleven ninety nine? There you go. So I'm saying this is the book to read. Ask my wife, is this the book to read, Marie? I know. <laughs> we, now, when I buy a, a new book, Marie and I, instead of fighting who's good, who has the book, I just buy two. I get one, she gets one. So she's got her pile and I got my pile. We always file by pile in my house. She said, I do. She doesn't. But she does have piles. I could find them for you. See, the, more, the moment, so this is what prompted me to talk about my topic, because living above the line in Christ, because Christ, in Christ, we possess it all. And so that's, you know, hard for us sometimes to, to understand. But the moment you're born from above, born again, the rest of your life is spent understanding what it's like to be a citizen of another country, another dimension, another realm. When you're born again, you change allegiance to this world and to the kingdom of God. Amen? Another realm. Let's go to Colossians chapter 3 in the Amplified. Colossians. I know it's in my... I know where it is in my New King James, but... Some, oh, there it is. Um, you could put that slide up now, John. Colossians 3, verses 1 through 4. I will be reading in the Amplified. If you see that slide up there, set your mind on things above, not on the things of the earth. Colossians 3, 2. That's above the line. And verse 1 says, Colossians 3, 1 says, If then you have been raised with Christ to a new life, Thus sharing his resurrection from the dead. Romans chapter 5 talks about us sharing. And Romans 6 talks about us sharing the resurrection from the dead. Aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures. Say eternal treasures. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Eternal treasures that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. In verse 2, and set your minds and keep them set on what is above. That's what I like about the Amplified. <laughs> it reemphasizes the phrase. 
It doesn't just say set your minds on things above. And it says, and keep them set on what is above. The higher things, not on the things that are on the earth. Verse 3, for as far as this world is concerned, you have died. You have died. I know you all know that scripture in the Bible, in Matthew 16, 24, that says, take up your cross and deny yourself and follow Christ. You have to know the context of what the disciples knew when Jesus said that. See, the disciples knew when Jesus said that, that anybody they saw in the city carrying a cross, they were going to their end. They were going to be crucified. And he was teaching the disciples that when you end your life, the only thing you can live at that point is Jesus. Let's go to Galatians. Galatians chapter 2. You should know this one pretty well. You should know where I'm going too, but maybe not. Galatians 2, verse 20. It says, I have been, I have been. Can you say, I have been? I have been crucified with Christ. That's where we start. We start here. That's why we don't have to deny ourselves and take up our cross daily. Because we're already dead in Christ. Look what the rest of the, it says, it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. You got to start thinking this through. You got to get your mind set above, above the line, amen? And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, amen, who loved me. I'll take that. How many will take that? Who loved me and gave himself for me. Verse 4, in the amp, back to the Amplified, it says, well, let's go to verse 3. For as far as this world is concerned, you've died, and your new real life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in the splendor of his glory. Amen. And so everything we have on earth was first produced in heaven, even us. We're sent by God to live here. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 7, that when you, <clears throat> when you expire, when you die, you lose your earth suit and your spirit and your soul go back to God. Ecclesiastes 12, 7. That's where you go. You go right back to God who sent you here. But when we get here, we have like a spiritual amnesia because we don't remember why we were sent here or why we even volunteered to go. Y'all volunteered. <laughs> and we have been given access in Christ because we are joint heirs with Christ. We are living in the time when we must begin to believe that we have access to heavenly things. We are God's people, and we are God's portals don't be looking for a portal. You're the portal. You're it. Tag yourself. Say, I'm it. Say, I'm it. I'm a portal. I'm a portal of heaven, and I'm a portal of glory wherever I go. Not only Sunday mornings. Wherever, when you leave here, you're still a portal. We are citizens of heaven. We are God's sons and daughters who have been given supernatural understanding and we can tap into, the thing, into these things by faith and begin to see the treasures. Remember I told you, watch those eternal treasures. We can see the treasures even now. They're here. They're available to us all the time. When Jesus walked on the earth, he had complete access to heaven and the, the entire time he was here. And he knew it. He said he could have even got, if he, when he was going to be crucified, he could have got 144,000 angels to come, legions of angels to come. But he didn't. He refrained. He stopped it. He didn't want it. 
because he knew he had, a, he had a, a mission to do. And now because we have the Holy Spirit within us, he gives us the authority. We talked a lot, that first song champion talked a lot about, we sang a lot about authority in that song. We have authority and the power to walk just as he did. He even talks about that in 1 John. If you read it in 1 John, it's there. The bread that we receive every Sunday is the bread of a fresh revelation. That bread is fresh. How many know that bread is never old and stale? Just baked this morning. Amen? And everybody who comes to the table, see, we come to the table, altars are not necessary anymore. Do you know why? Because you're dead. You don't have to sacrifice anything. You're already dead. So in the new covenant, the altar has been converted to the table where we come to break bread, fellowship together, eat together, have fellowship, have family together at the table and remember all that Jesus did for us, the finished work. To enjoy his food and one another. At the table, we get hugs. He hugs. How many you know when some people come down, they get a hug? If they want a hug, they get a hug. But it's Jesus hugging them through us. You're getting hugged by Jesus. When we receive the bread of his presence, he accepts every one of us at his table because we are here in attendance, not based on our performance, but on his performance, his finished work, his sacrifice that has given each of us complete access to everything that he has complete access as well. Everything. Say everything. See, we have access to large heavenly vats of supply in heaven if we just believe. John 6.29 says, what is the greatest work? I, they, he asked Jesus, they asked Jesus, what is the greatest thing I could do? And Jesus says, the greatest thing you can do is believe. And if you turn to Luke chapter 8, verse 50, it'll say the same thing. There'll be a, there'll be a, a little two words in there that says, only believe. And I believe that one of the greatest gifts that God has given us is time. Let's go to Romans and the Amplified. Romans chapter 4. You can, ha you can keep your, read, your, read it in your, your translation. It's okay. There's over 65 translations anyway. Romans <laughs> 4, verse seven, uh, 17. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations, talking to Abraham. I mean, everything Abraham had went into Jesus. Everything Jesus had went into us. So we get Abraham's promises as well as Jesus' promises. And he, has a, he was appointed our father in the sight of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and speaks of the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as if they already exist. We have access to everything unseen, everything invisible. And the only thing we access of them is by faith in believing that they're, as, they're ours as much as they were Jesus. When, when God speaks to us as he spoke to Abraham on future promises, we too must trust God for those future promises to come true. I mean, sometimes God's timing is not our timing. How many has ever prayed for something and it came through like three years after you prayed? And you says, oh, you're a little late. <laughs> but I'll accept it. See, God is an everlasting God, and we must realize that we exist now, and we also already existed in eternity in this precise moment of time. Time and space are within an eternal time frame. Believe it? It's an everlasting time frame. Remember, from the near beginning of this message, I stated we are citizens of another dimension. We don't, this is not in the world, but not of it. In the world, but not of it. How much time do you dwell on that? How much time do we set our minds on things above and keep our minds there all day? 
Amen? See, we tend to view ourselves from a temporary or earthly perspective. We think, okay, well, maybe if I got so many years on this planet, like my days are numbered. It says in Hebrews 9.27, all of us, all of our days are numbered. We all have an appointment. Amen? With leaving this planet. However, your days of existence are never numbered when you're living above the line. Because you're already there. And you'll never experience death again. Because you died in Christ. You died in Christ. Yet your belief is that this world is all you have. And then your days are numbered, but it's not. It's not because we will live forever in Christ. Say, I will live forever in Christ. Based on that belief, we will live forever. And so time now becomes a resource or a commodity, a blessing from God, heaven, that we have to learn to tap into from our temporary existence on earth to an eternal understanding. Interesting word, commodity. How many know what a commodity is? It's an advantage or a benefit. An advantage or a, be a benefit. Let's go to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 28, verse 12 and 13a. It says, The Lord shall open to you his good treasury. Say good treasury. A lot of stuff that you... When you really know God, everything seems to be good. God is good all the time. So when he's given us a treasury, he's given us a good treasury. Amen? The heavens, to, it said, he, he, shall, he shall open to you his good treasury. The heavens to give the rain of your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hands. And you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow because you're so blessed. All you could do is give it away. Amen. And the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail. And you shall be above and you shall not be beneath. To know his word, to respond to his word, to speak his word in love. And it's his word that gives us access to good treasure. See, we got full access through the blood of Jesus Christ. Full access. Let's go to Romans chapter 6, verse 5. It says, for if we have been united together in the likeness of of Christ's death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Amen? So now that we know that we have access, and we have access to those good treasures of the Lord. Amen? And we have access to those good treasures by faith. Okay? Let's go now to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6, 19, verse 19. It says, Do not gather and heap up and store up for yourselves treasures on earth. I mean, a lot of people saving a lot of money because they think money's going to help them out. And money is going to have no value someday. It says, do not gather and heap up and store up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust and worm consume and destroy, where thieves break in and through and steal. But rather, but gather and heap up and store for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust nor worm consume and destroy, where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So now you know that we have good treasures and multiplied gifts in God, but he wants them to flow through us to others, not only for ourselves. He wants us to enjoy the gifts and the good treasury, but he also wants it to get to other people. And we're the conduit. We're the dispensers. I mean, when you go up to most sinks today, you don't have a bar of soap. 
you got a little container with some kind of moisture in it, and you got to press the top to get it out. It's the Holy Spirit pressing us, getting the goodness of God out into the, into the world. See, no treasure nor gifts are based on your performance. Amen? They're not based on if you had an A day or an F day. How many of you have ever had an F day lately? A good day, a good hair day. Some people don't even have hair anymore in my world. Or a bad hair day. It doesn't matter. The good treasures and gifts are yours from the day you were born from above. And again, the truth is we have heavenly treasures. Right now, and Jesus gives us complete access, and the word ingested into us opens those treasures up. When most people read these scriptures, they determine that they are developing treasures while here on earth for a numbered set of days. Even more so, they believe that there will be treasures in heaven they, access, they can access when they get, get there. But guess what? According to the word of God, you have them now. And if you're a citizen of heaven, can I tell you who you are? You're a timeless being. You're timeless right now. God says, in fact, God says in the Bible, in the New Covenant, you are more than enough. Yes, he says he's more than enough, because, but he that is more than enough lives inside of you. So you are more than enough. You are an eternal being being activated in the now. Because Matthew 6, 21 that we just read says, for where your treasure, tre treasure is, there will your heart be also. And treasure means literally it is happening now. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. It says, therefore, since we have this ministry, verse 1, as we have received mercy... We do not lose heart. But we have, we have, church, we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded who do not believe lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bondservants, and for Jesus' sake. For it, is, for it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give them light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure. Where is the treasure? In, say, in earthen vessels. Us. That's who we are, the earthen vessels. That the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We have this treasure in us. Say, I'm full of treasure. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And it's operating now. It's an eternal truth coming to a temporal realm or dimension. It's not that you have to wait for your treasure when your body dies. I oh, it's in the glory. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to get it now. Get my mansion. I'm going to get the glory. No, you got it now. You got it now. You got it now. Right now. Don't stall. Get active by faith. Remember, you are timeless. Everlasting life is what you have now. For all those today who are here and are struggling, that you are a failure, you can't fail because of who you are in Christ. Knowing who you are are timeless and that you have good treasures. Say, I have good treasures now. They're mine. I have them. It could be financial, financial things. God could bless you in unexpected ways. 
and even unexpected places. If you're believing, rather than staying home and saying, oh, man, it's terrible. Oh, life is so hard. It stinks, actually. How many confess so much negative stuff and wonder why we don't get blessed? But if you start believing and thinking and changing your neg negativity and, and your, your attitude, things begin to change because there, in a, there is an abundance available to you now. God has huge treasuries available. It's time as his sons and daughters that we start thinking up above the line eternally, not temporary. Amen? Teaching everyone that is in Christ that we are timeless, eternal beings and that the Holy Spirit that's in them goes beyond temporal. In Christ, there is no lack. In Christ, there is no fear. In Christ, there is no failure. You can't fail. How many are born from above? How many are born again? We can open up the table. Teaching everyone that is in Christ that they are timeless, eternal beings, that the Holy Spirit that is in them goes beyond the temporary. See, in Christ, there's nothing lacking us. But it's up to us to change our thinking. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23, 7. Let's go to Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 and 8. It says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he shall also reap. Somebody once said, Another definition for that scripture is what goes around comes around. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. Doesn't the Bible tell us not to dwell in the flesh, not to walk by the flesh? Why? Because the flesh is earthly. It's not heavenly. Set your mind on things above. Not on things. The spirit, the spirit is everlasting. It is eternal. The flesh is temporal, but the spirit is eternal. So where the word is saying, if we want to reap from the heavenly treasures, we have to start sowing God's word into our spirit, not to the flesh. You want to know when you got the mind of Christ? You ever wonder when you got the mind of Christ? Can I answer that for you today? Is that okay? The day you were born again. Yeah, you've had it since the beginning. But you're still walking in the flesh much of the time. And if you sow into the flesh, you reap corruption. But if you sow into the spirit, you reap everlasting life. See, a heavenly key, a heavenly key is to access the heavenly treasure, is to know that it's an everlasting treasure that's always there. And God's treasures keep producing. They never stop. They never run out. How many know earthly supply will run out? How many know if you put $100 in the bank and you spend $99.99, you're broke? If you go to the bank and try to get that earthly treasure out, you get a penny. Amen? See, God's treasures keep producing. And so when the word of God is, if we're sowing into the word of God, we're sowing into the heavenly treasures, and we start sowing God's word into our spirit. And earthly treasures run out, but heavenly treasures are always being poured out. They are continually reserves that never run dry, so we have to sow properly in our spirit. God's word is sown into our spirit. When you read the Bible, it's feeding your spirit, not your flesh. And if you continue to walk in the flesh, you're going to stop reading quick. Because your flesh doesn't want to hear it. It's at war. It's at war with the spirit. It's an enemy. See, God's word is sown. And when we read the word and then we speak the word, then we will believe we are eternal and not temporal. 
eternal people know how to access things that are eternal. So we must sow into everlasting life with the word of God. Everlasting life is eternal. And when I mean eternal, it's past, it's present, and it's future. Say past, present, and future. And it's a commodity, an advantage, a benefit as a part of God's treasuries. And why is time a part of the good treasury? Let me tell you why time is important. What, you, what do you fear the most when it's gone? Time. What creates anxiety in your life? Time. When we, when we view time from an earthly perspective, there's a lot of fear because time passes so easily and so quickly. How many of you ever put something down and say, I'm going to get this done today? And it hasn't been done in three months or years. We never seem to have enough time. There's never enough time to spend with the kids or our spouse. Never enough. There's never enough time to finish work or etc. And we live by clocks. And that tells us there's not enough time. Time is always lacking because it's a temporary earthly thing. If you really believe that you were timeless, you would not approach your time in the moment of a whole lot differently if you knew that time was a heavenly treasure and it never ended, you would view your life completely different if you believed it. Would you not begin to enjoy your life everlasting more? See, that is why time is a treasury. It has great value. Here's an example of what I'm trying to say. Did Jesus defy time when he was resurrected? See, time said he was dead. But then he rose from the dead. So he beat the clock with time from an eternal treasury of heaven. And there are many scriptures about time. Time in the Greek is a special word called chron, C-H-R-N. And when God talks about sowing into the spirit, receiving life everlasting, that is the Greek word chron, C-H-R-N, which means time is eternal. In Christ. Time is eternal now. It's from the beginning of time and runs its course. Other Greek words for time include chronos, C-H-R-O-N-O-S, which means space and time. And then there's kairos, which means opportunity. Kairos, K-A-I-R-O-S. There are other several other time words in your Bible, but you are everlasting. And you need to sow into your spirit in order to reap everlasting life. Let's go back to Galatians. We read 7 and 8. Now let's read 9 and 10. It says, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due time, it says season in New King James, but in the original Greek it says time. But in due time we shall reap if we do not give up. What's our tendency to do if we're walking in the flesh? Give up. Quit. Stop. You know? Cease. Verse 10. Therefore, here's the kairos. Therefore, as we have opportunity, kairos, let us do good to all, especially to those who are the household of faith. That's each of us, one to another. Amen? See, the word kairos is found in this particular scripture, meaning opportunities are a part of the treasury. See, God gives us certain seasons and certain times over the everlasting that produce certain amounts of, tr tr certain amounts of fruit. And as much as everlasting time is, is important, it's broken up into seasons of opportune times that when they come, we must take advantage of it from an everlasting perspective. You don't take advantage of them because they're going to be gone or going to cease. You take advantage of them because they manifest in a season you live in the eternal realm. I couldn't take advantage of them until after I was born again because I didn't even know they were there. 
And there's a lot of Christians today that don't even know they're there. I don't know. Does that make sense to you? See, it's time to change our thinking. It's time for us to change our minds and access heaven. What has to change in for, for us... What has to change in order for us to access heavenly treasures is our minds have to change. We have to understand that we have the mind of Christ, and now it's time to set our minds above on heavenly things and keep it there. It says in the Amplified, keep your mind there. How does the mind change? Through the Word of God. You have to know the Word for your mind to change. You have to work the word until it works for you. You have to work God's word into your entire being until all of a sudden your spirit expands into life's expansion. And it's so big that you say, give me my treasury now. Did I say that loud enough? Give me my treasury The Bible says, you have not because you ask not. Man, the Lord over the years has chided me on this big time. He'll say to me, he says, you want it? You got to ask. Don't assume. How many of you try to assume in a relationship what the other person wants? You're in trouble in your relationship. <laughs> when I do premarital, I always ask up front. Put down, both of you, put down 25 things you expect in this relationship. Not what you assume. You have to ask your heavenly father for your heavenly treasures. The son or daughter who comes to him and says, Daddy, I know you have what I need. When you take the authority that I gave you in Christ and begin to decree and declare that it's yours by faith, you have access to it all. Luke 15, 31, mark it down. The father said to his two sons in the parable of the happy father, all that I have is yours. All whole universe all that I have is yours and so we have to come boldly with confidence to the throne of grace knowing that the heavenly treasures are always open to us always and they never run dry these heavenly treasures are not only for us but for all of us to share together with one another amen you might be asking me again, why this topic, Pastor? Because our king is a liberal benefactor. And he enjoys giving things to us. He wants to bless us. Say, I'm always blessed. I'm always blessed. Then you don't have to worry. When's the blessing come? When's the blessing coming, Lord? Oh, I'm always blessed.
Your name. 